everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Happiness and Humans. I'm here with Dan Sodergren. He's laughing at me. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Dan? I'm very good. I'm very happy. Please. Happy to be here. Good. I like it. I like it. You've, um, please introduce yourself, Dan. Uh, my name's Dan Sodergren. Um, I work for my sins for an HR tech company, works in Team Dynamics called Your Flock. And we help people uh, be more enmeshed. I'm not going to say happier at work. What I will yeah. say is that they've become more engaged at work. They align their values more and because of that become more productive. And we keep people's teams together for longer. And you'll, you love a good data point. So we're working with law teams a lot. It's around about... 27% more in retention, uh, which might not sound like a lot, but when you actually do it over a group group of lawyers, it's about, they save about £100,000 if there's like wow. 50 of them. So yeah, it's, uh, I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> it's a cool thing we do. Um, I have to ask everyone a very technical question, a very personal question. Oh Lord, no. Um, what, oh, what underwear am I wearing? Yes. <laughs> what makes you happy? <laughs> Bizarrely enough, the underwear that I'm wearing, there you go. I uh, know, that's, 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 that that that's got a horrible image now. That's got an awful image in my own head, let alone anyone listening. Everyone's like, Googling you now. Yeah. <laughs> what does he wear? Nothing, no, 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 just get rid of that, get rid of that. Okay, so for me, for you, <laughs> from a your flock point of view, what makes me happy? Or is it just from a personal point of view? You can answer in whatever way you'd want, but I would love to know personally. Personally. Um, and okay. if you then want to expand. Okay, cool, because the, the most true form is, it's a bit like, what's my why? And my why yeah. is my daughter. Which uh, sounds very twee and very, very yeah, silly, but yeah. it's literally the case. And I didn't, it wasn't before. Before, when she didn't exist, I believed I was the most important thing in the universe. Yeah. And so it could have been a work answer, it could have been anything, could have been football, could have been booze, could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been all these things. Um, but actually, and even saving the planet, for a long time I thought I could save the planet, I wanted to. So that was my kind of why. And then when my daughter was born, when Mia was born, it changed, it completely changed. So my, my, that's my why. And that's who makes me happy and how makes me happy. Now, I also have a bit of a philosophical thing about this because. It's, I, I get into a state of happiness by being with her, but she doesn't make me happy, if that makes got sense. You, I got you, it's like a connectivity thing. Yes, exactly. So she doesn't have to be good to make me happy. She just yeah. need, and, and most probably doesn't even need to exist yeah. to make me happy. But the fact that we both have existed Well, we need to get into time. that. What do you mean she wouldn't have to? Is, is it, because... Uh, uh, is it like the Loch Ness Monster, as in... <laughs> Loch Ness Monster doesn't have there to exist. There is a mirror, by the way. It's be cool. I need to get into that. What do you mean by that? So what I mean by that, and it might sound a little bit deep and a bit unnecessary, but what I mean is, because I've had so much happiness with her, I can yeah. most probably always look back, and I hope I can, and I really hope, that, to be fair, that I die before she does. But I think, mean, like mm. all parents, that's what you know, you'd rather go before... You don't really child. understand that until you have your own child. That's... My parents used to say that, and I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. But as soon as you have a child, you're like, oh my God, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so my, my happiness uh, is around my, my child, around her happiness as well, and then around weird things like, you know, just laughing at, we were just talking about The Simpsons, but like, yeah. so that's one of my greatest things, happiness, because she's never seen them, and I've seen lots of them, and now because of Disney Plus or whatever it's on, we get to watch them, and yeah. she's coming to the age now where she starts to like them and actually want to watch them, yeah. rather than me forcing her to watch them, and now she's like, oh, let's watch The Simpsons now, and that, that's, that's my happy spot, watching The Simpsons with my daughter in a safe, warm home, you know, and I think if you're, if you're aiming much higher than that, then I think you may have missed the point. Um, just to connect up mm -hmm. the work bit and the personal bit, and, all, and also what you're saying about your daughter, is I feared before I had children that that would make me worse at my job. I don't know why now I look back at it, it looks stupid. I thought, like, I'm so focused, I'm doing all this, doing all that. Yeah, yeah. But I've learned so much about myself, and, and I hope that I'm better at my job because of my children. Has, I suppose it's a double question. Has being a parent um, changed you and has it helped in your career or hindered in any way or what? Any thoughts on those? It's a well, bit of a double. It is a bit of a double. It's quite a tricky question, isn't it? Because you don't know because you never play the game twice. 
So, you know, I always think, when people always say, oh, well, I, I have no regrets, and I'm like, well, you're a fool, because you don't have to have regrets, but you do it differently. Because, yeah. of course, you do it differently, based on the it's fact that learning. you could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you haven't yeah. I don't want to learn. <laughs> I'd do it all the same again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem to have missed a bit of it. When you bashed your toe <laughs> against that thing. <laughs> I'll do it twice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I've always a great belief in that, as you say, you learn, you learn from your mistakes. So, has having the doors made me understand I'm not the centre of the universe? That's important. Mm. Um, it made me also understand other people's emotions more and I'm yeah. not necessarily emotionally intelligent and it's made me see a lot of my shortcomings. You don't believe that though, do you? What's I believe you from knowing you in the last 24 hours that you are, I would say you're very highly emotionally intelligent. That's very good. Are you I'm saying that? Very good liar. So that's no, great. I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to call my guests out when, <laughs> yeah, when okay, I don't believe well, this. I, I, well, that's okay. I, 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 I don't have enough data on that. Um, but what I would say though is that Bit, uh, my self-awareness drive happened a little bit before my daughter and then massively afterwards. Like there's nothing better than you go on telly and then your daughter just goes, you look like a bit of an idiot there, then. <laughs> Why did you say that? And you're like, yeah. oh God. And my, my daughter still won't let me forget. I was on I was on live TV and I was, because you, you just get a bit stressed and all that. You're just like, ah, oh, it's, you know, adrenaline's flowing. It's, yeah. You're a bit panicked. Anyway, I very stupidly said, it, I even mentioned it, because I wanted to mention her on telly because I knew she was watching, and I said the wrong age. Like she was 10 at the time, I said she was 11 or oh. 11. I know. And her friends that are watching. That is what I Just, oh my God. I mean, just imagine doing it, right? But even, but even more funny. So That's I knew. Like I knew the end of dadness. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly. <laughs> so I went from being a cool dad who's on to obviously an idiot forever. Yeah. yeah. You can't even remember these doors. Now, of course, in my head, I knew I'd said it. And I was like, but I can't just pull up down walking. So can you do it? Can everyone just stop, please? Yeah. It, no, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a ten or it's eleven. It's eleven. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, of course yeah, you can't. You've already fucked it. Oops, my apologies. Yeah. As well. um, there you go. Proving the point that I make mistakes by making a double mistake on the end of there. So yeah. So uh, you get a lot more self awareness being uh, a dad, and I'm hoping that transfers over in me being a nicer boss and a nicer yeah. leader and a better person. But as I say, I don't have the data to prove it. So I couldn't tell you. So I want to get onto your TED talk, which huh? I absolutely love today. I learned loads. One thing that Very I find good. amazing about you, observing you on stage and right near, and no one else can see me other than you, is I feel like when I hear you on stage, I can almost see the speech bubbles around you. I've never experienced someone whose brain works so quickly, which is why I think you're funny, because you are funny. You won't admit it, but you are funny. <laughs> he thinks I'm funny. Did you hear what he said there? He didn't say I was funny. I think you're funny. Emotionally, I'm connected to something you said that might have been funny. I'm not 100% sure. Take the compliment. Thank you. I will take it. I do wonder if some people are actually laughing at me or with me or along with me at the time, but it's, that's part of the game. As I just explained to another lady who just talked to me about it, one of the things that I always great believer in is you've got to get people into the right state. Mm. So if you want to teach someone something, anything, then you've got to get them to a moment of rapport because otherwise they won't listen to you anyway. They'll yeah. just sit there, which is fine. You can sit there if you want. But if, you, if, you, if you're relaxed and it's funny and it's relatable yeah. and you know that that person's got care of you and cares about you and your yeah. reaction, which is what a laugh is, by the way, yeah. and can stop and pause and hold that space. I know it sounds very silly, but yeah. and hold the space then you can relax. And because you can relax, your brain opens up and you learn yeah. more stuff. And it's, it's, you know, it's fun. Do you think that's why? Because your brain just goes at such a fast rate. Like you can see it when you're on a stage and please watch it when it comes out. It's probably a couple of months out. <laughs> I would imagine a couple are of you, months. Do you, are you think your brain's moving fast or is this just you're on stage and oh, you're that in was the me, zone? That was me going slow. Yeah, No, I literally had to slow down. I had yeah. to slow down three or four times. Um, but also, if I if I do, yeah, that's not me. I mean, I do a whole day when I've done those. And it's really funny because when I look back at it now, and I'm like, and people used to come out and be like, oh my god, Dan, that was just intense. And I'd be like, yeah, what's wrong with you? But then so many people said it, I then had to change how I delivered stuff. Mm. But I used to do it like literally for two days. Why I'm did like, you? Out of interest, why did you change it? Because 
It's not a good way to teach people. What, being intense? Well, it, okay, so that's okay for 15 minutes, and that's okay for an hour. Yeah. So you do it over two days. It's tiring. And it's, ti- it's yeah. that's the word. It's tiring on people. To do, yeah. to, for me, it's not. It's not tiring at all. Yeah. But that's because, and I then had a brain scan and found all this lovely stuff out. But I you did to, have a brain scan? Yeah, I've had a brain scan. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, just because I wanted to find out. I just, I'm into neuroscience and yeah. stuff like that. And there were some other things that were happening before and after. And I was like, I need to look at my brain because that's how I make money. So if my brain's going wrong, I need to know why it's going wrong. If it is going wrong, I need to know why, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I have this thing called glue. And uh, it's, I have more glue than most people. And all glue is, it's the nice. ability to brain synapses join together and form wow. connections much better. And I, honestly, that is what I felt I was seeing. I, I feel, when, when you speak, I can see the speech bubbles. That's what that's... So that's your glue? That's my glue, yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah, there is a, no, there's a technical term for it, and it's... Uh, it's not necessarily a good thing. It's actually when your brain starts to fall apart. But I mean, it, it's um, that might not be true. Don't you don't Google that, kids. Please your family are listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you haven't told them yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of things that you could unpack there. So, so there is um, different scene grey matter and white matter. Mm. Yeah, uh, and different scene kind of glue and this kind of connection points. And you can have a, a layer of, of stuff. So there is these good and bad bits about having a very quick mind that can get with lots of glue in it. But there's yeah. other things like I don't remember stuff. So there's a downside of not having very much memory is a bit rubbish. So you have to have yeah. things that you do to make sure your memory is better. Yeah. But it also gives me the upside where I can connect several points together that other people don't see. Yeah. And so it gives me the ability That's to... That's creativity, isn't it? it? That's my definition of creativity anyway. Well, there you go. So now that, you know, I take that bit as a blessing. Not being able to spell certain words, I don't take as a blessing. But I also have that problem. <laughs> I think a lot of people do, especially entrepreneurs as well. But that's, that's another conversation about dyslexia and the power of it. Yeah, that's which is now on LinkedIn. Tip. You can now add it, can't you, as a skill? Oh, can you? Yeah, you can add career breaks for children. That's cool. And you can add dyslexia as a skill, that's which a I skill. think is brilliant. Is that it's, Richard um, Branson? I think it started with him promoting it, but it's called Dyslexic Learning. Um, and it's a different way of learning. I just think that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, well, so I mean, if anyone's listening, please add it. And you, yeah. maybe you should add it after this. I'm going to add it after this. <laughs> I think we almost did it then. So my final question. Mm. Um, actually, no, no, no. I need. To, I, I we're going to save up the final question. From the TED Talk today, mm. um, the organiser said to us, like, what's, what, what are the three big points, everyone, you wanted everyone to go away with? What, mm. are the, what were the three big points? Lots of data in there, which I loved, which yeah, drew love, me to it. I love a lot of data. I do love a lot of data. Now, I, I, again, I, I kind of broke the rules on this one because I didn't want them to have three. I always think if you prioritise and you have three, then actually you don't have any. Mm. So I kind of broke the rules. So I, didn't, I gave them three themes and I gave them one golden thread. So my yeah. three themes were just think, feel and love. And yeah. the whole point is, it's not what you think, you know, it's not what you feel, it's actually what you love. Yeah. So that's so my whole point was, can you be enough love, data? I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that is, that's exactly I'm said. learning from your comedy. I'm trying to <laughs> take your comedy from you. Yeah, I just don't do it. Please do. I took it from someone else. <laughs> I definitely didn't think of it. So yeah, so with the thinky bit, just like bring in loads of stats, do it quite quickly, kind of almost overwhelm the brain a little bit, which is a bit naughty, yeah. but that's just, just a fun thing to do. Um, I, I, I wasn't allowed to, because I, I got 15 minutes rather than 17, and I petitioned them for 17, and they wouldn't do it. But the first minute or so, I would have done a breathing exercise. And that's what I was going to do in my first talk. Yeah. Do a breathing exercise and then get into the right state. That would and then be great. Empty, which would be awesome, but I wasn't yeah. allowed to do it. I finished two minutes early. You could have had my two minutes. <laughs> Exchange. Well, yeah, thank you, Toby. <laughs> thank you. Listen to this and Sam. I could have had I'm going to send this to you, Toby. Those are that. It's going to make me cry that I could have had that extra minute. Anyway, right. Um, yeah, so, 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 so as long as you kind of get into thinking thing. Then the feel thing, which is about microbiotica. And what mm, I wanted there I was the people bit. to feel Can you explain that bit thing. again to everyone? Yeah, yeah. So there's. Um, so You've got about 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut, yeah? And so there's a thing called the vagus nerve, which goes from your, your stomach and your ileum and all this stuff. It's a microbiotica, basically. And it takes it up to your, the limbic part of your brain. It's not just in yeah. your brain, it's the limbic people part. People always associate serotonin with the brain, don't they? You do, yeah. It's got 
absolutely nothing to do. Well, no, it has very little to do with it, right? Now, this is the, the exciting thing is that you've got brain cells inside your guts, which why, by the way, you come up with gut feelings, and that's why people yeah. say this. And they go, I'm feeling, I'm going, you know, it's my, um, you know, it's my instinct. That's why I believe this stuff. And it's like fucking. On that it? point, just to come back a bit. Yeah. On our, our head of neuroscience, Clive Highland, when he says that. 50% of people are freaked out by it, 50% of people love it. Some people just can't handle that when you use the word brain and gut and... They, they can't, they just, they just they hate the idea. But you're then, a great storyteller. But, what, tell us how you explain that to the other 50%. Oh, right, so, so I suppose I was... So yeah, so, but to me it's a fascinating thing. So, right, so you look at food, you look at kind of joining together, you look at what we put into our stomachs actually affects our brain, which we all know, yeah. by the way. You feel a bit down, you have mashed potatoes. By the you way, don't do that. Don't, don't have mashed potatoes when you feel down. It's a classic comfort food. It's really bad for you. It's carbohydrates, loaded with <laughs> sugar. becomes sugar before you get type 2 diabetes. And you can actually, this is the really thing, and I would have gone, I mean, my whole talk could have been about microbiotica. So, yeah. so there's a whole other thing, you know, and I was trying to teach people about when you're touching at work and shaking hands and hugging yeah. things, this is actually deeper than people think. So that connection of skin to skin, people think the skin is not, I mean, it's osmosis, it's permeable. Yeah. They think that it's just like that, but it isn't. So when you touch, bacteria goes in and out yeah? Yeah, yeah. all the time, yeah? but that bacteria then goes into your gut and then that affects your brain. Yeah. So how much you like someone isn't just that I see them a lot, it's because I've yeah, touched yeah. hands with them and I've hugged them and I breathe, yeah. breathe the same air and I eat yeah. the same food as them. And we've all missed that, And we've we? all missed that. So this whole thing about consciously gathering, we've got to be really careful that we don't go purely remote because we will start break. our companies will start breaking down. Yeah. And companies are only the people in the company. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you miss yeah, that yeah, entirely, yeah. There's, no, there's no company. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't mind there's no company, but we've got to be very conscious about the fact that will happen. Companies will break down, society will break down. No, this, uh, I think it's Robert Paul who talked about bowling alone. You, you, the reason why, well, go and read the book, it's a fantastic book. It's about, about bowling alone. And we've got to yeah. be really careful right now, so we don't eat together, we don't meet together, we don't yeah. talk, then actually we could start becoming atomized. And, it, and I've got no qualms with that. So that's the future, yeah. and we're all individuals, and it's radical individualism, and it's sovereignty individualism, and all this yeah. mad right-wing stuff that might happen. That's cool, but do realize there is a problem with that society. Yeah. And it will fundamentally break down. And of course, I was going to say, but I thought it would scare them. And there's loads of kids in the front, so I didn't say it. But one of the things I was going to say was, you know, the future gives us either utopia, fascism, or catastrophe. Yeah. And at the moment, we can pick which one, but we know they're all coming. Yeah. Which is true, because we can see it happening. Yeah, see it yeah. So microbiotic stuff, which is about, you know, eating together and doing stuff, that's your feel thing. And then the love bit, and I was hoping people took this home, but I'm not sure, because I think I missed a couple of my marks. But anyway, the whole point being is, if you love your work, AI systems will take the rest of it. I think you did get that point across. Good. But if I had one lady come in, she said, you really love AI, don't you? And I was like, no, that wasn't the point. That was completely not the point. Like, no, no. You like, just called me a Tory. So you're a Tory and you love AI? No, and you're a fascist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Your fascism is a bit weird. You want the computers to run the world and kill all the humans. That is not what I was saying at all. It's not the future of work. is not fascism. Oh, God, Jesus. So yes, I'm hoping that other people didn't take that away from it. Um, but yeah, on the future of work thing, we have a huge opportunity in here now where you can, it's not the fact that you can pick your own, you can pick your own future. Again, I've got to be careful from a theosophical point of view. Yeah. The reality is, is that we can now start picking jobs that most jobs won't exist in the next five years, won't have existed in the last five years. Yeah. That's the thing. So you know, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, all those things will start going because robots will take over most of these things. Yeah. And people miss and they're like, well, robots, they do manual labor. No, that's what robots does. AI does the other stuff. Yeah. Like 50% of people won't, I didn't say this in front of the kids either, but yeah. they won't have those kind of jobs. Yeah. So there's no point. And like even coding, where people think it's sacrosanct, it's not at all. Yeah. Load of coding is done by AI right now. Marketing is done by AI. There are yeah. thousands of things done by AI. Now, should we allow the AI system to do all this stuff? 
doesn't make any difference what you feel about it. Your yeah. gut might be like, no, it's the worst thing in the world. It makes no sense. It, honestly, it doesn't make any difference what you think about it either, because it's not. you're not going to stop it just because you think yeah. that you don't like the idea of it. Yeah. But what you can do <clears throat> is you just start to love it, because the loving bit is the bit that the machines can't do. So I want all the people that have got kind of you know, crappy accountancy and all these kind of mean jobs, which they know they don't like. 50% yep. of people don't like their job. Yep. If 50% of people don't like their job right now, let's move that and make it 25% of people. Yep. And maybe they should become nurses. Maybe they should become people who care for people. Maybe they should be more social workers. I don't yep. really know, I don't really care. But the point being is, that's the bit that human beings can do and are good at, but robots can't yet. Yeah. Now, of course, underneath this, you've got a much bigger thing, which is, again, I would have loved to, but I got told off by Ted, so I couldn't. This <laughs> <laughs> is like inside Ted this chat, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, Ted's a great... I mean, it's, just, it's just the fact that... And they're right, because you shouldn't do stuff which is overly political, but the future of work is political. Yeah, everything's political. Everything. It's like you were yeah. saying yesterday. Every, and you're right, everything is political. Of course it is. It has to be by its very nature, but the future of work is particularly. Yeah. Because the future of work is literally who owns the means of production. Yeah. And if you start really talking about who owns the means of production, so it was, you know, it was fields. I think I did talk about it, so granted a bit, but there was um, people in the fields are the same people in the factories, the same people in the offices, the same people that own yeah. the government. It's the same people. Of course it is. It's the people who are rich. And they own stuff and that asset they don't give you. You're allowed to use it a bit. And then you're the, you know, the means of production is broken away from you, which is yeah. classic Karl Marx and yeah. shenanigans. This is you know, the basis of you know, communism, etc. But now we've got an opportunity where if we've got the internet and we are the means of production, well, where are we? If I'm creating something and I make a course and I sell it, on someone else's stuff. Surely if I've got the computer, it's my own business. Yeah. That's how I make money. Yeah. Now, if everybody starts to do that, and then your boss comes to you, but you might not have a boss, but you're more like a client, and they say, what I need you to do today is, this, I've got five outcomes that I need you to do. And you go, yeah, no problem. Yeah. A thousand pounds, please, I'll do the five outcomes. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference how you do that. Yeah. I did exactly, exactly how we work with your flock, and exactly how I work with competitor, competitors and, uh, and contractors forever. I don't care about anything apart from the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. So, the outcome, all I need is this, and yeah. I'll pay you this for that outcome. Yep. Now, if you use an AI system to do that that I've never heard of, yep. well, well done you. Yeah. you know, that's, that's good. Yeah? It's a bit like having, I was going to talk about it again, but I wasn't, was allowed to, but it would have taken too much time. Um, <laughs> Let it off, but, get it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, if I can, can I just get it off? Because it's really important. But it is, because it ties into other stuff. So, so the washing machine. Yep. So you look at that piece of technology, and you used to, you know, Nondescript piece of technology, it wasn't that exciting, didn't change the world. But yeah. people forget, forget the washing machine changed the world. Yes. It changed the world. It gave people enough time to go into the suffragettes. Yeah. It changed the world for women. And it yeah. did. And it wasn't just the fact that it was a machine, it gave them loads more time. We'd do the same with AI. Yeah. If 80% of your time now disappears, what you can do, you might go into politics. Yeah. Well, bloody great. Let's get everyone. But of course, who doesn't want you to get into politics? The people who own the offices, the people yeah. who own the politicians. They don't want everyone to care about local, the local council. Yeah. Of course they don't. They want you to shut up and vote for one person once every four years and then make them money. Yeah. Vive la revolution, that was my point. I know that probably wasn't, I wasn't allowed to talk about it. After you said that, <laughs> all I want to say is, so you really love washing machines? <laughs> yes. So last question. <laughs> last question. Last question. <laughs> so you love AI and washing Yes, AI washing machine. Last question. Um, Good fun. Next five years, let's make it next five years. Yep. Someone's listening, they don't love their job. Yep. What advice have you got for them, speaking directly to them? If they are lucky enough, and I think most people listening to this, I think most people in the Western world are lucky enough, basically tap into what you love. Yeah. So I've helped people start businesses doing pretty much anything. Yep. You know, I've helped people start businesses where they are literally Call of Duty gamers. Yeah. Yeah, well, they do YouTube channels, well, they do all these different things, but you've got to passionately love it. You've got to go through the grind 
Now, don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm not saying we can all make money from nothing. By the way, universal basic income should be coming in, so that, that's what we need to have. <laughs> but we don't think it's possible. What was furlough? What was furlough then? Yeah, I know. That's not <laughs> I wasn't allowed to talk about that either. Uh, anyway, so Boris so, yeah. is going, oh, we've got an idea here. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about that on the BBC about five years ago. They just thought I was absolutely insane. So everyone gets paid money to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. but it works because people don't just, because that's how, because this is the future of work is what you love. So if you're lucky enough to be listening to this and, and being a, a well, relatively well positioned, even if you don't think you're privileged, yeah. if you've got access to the internet and you've got time, you can start a business. Yeah. That's literally where we are. You know, with all Shopify, with Facebook, with social yeah. media, with everything, you can, which you couldn't do 10 years ago. Yeah. With website designers like Strikingly, with all the no-code tools that are available now, you can start a business. Now, you might say, but I don't love anything and I don't care about anything. Believe yeah. me, that's just the way you're looking at the things at the moment. Yeah, it could be so anything. true. Doesn't matter how geeky and tiny and minutiae there is, there are seven billion yeah. other people. Washing machines. What, exactly, like, yeah, AI, <laughs> washing machines, other obsessions like mine, exactly. It's okay. But you know, like, well, like your own, like, you know, just the happiness index and all these other things that you could just, that didn't exist before. We can all now start to become creators and we can do this. Now, there's a deeper thing about security and about I don't know, other things that people worry about, and is there a safety net, and all yeah. these other things. But if you're sitting in a job that you hate, then start a side hustle doing something that you love. Yeah. And then it just, you slowly build it up. Yeah. And then at one point, you'll be able to leave your job. Yeah. And that's simple as that. Or you just start cutting down your job. You do 50-50. Yeah. Or if you're working from home, do a little bit more than you should do, because yeah. your boss isn't gonna see anyway. As long as you concentrate on your outcomes, just yeah. concentrate on your outcomes. You can, literally, I've got people, I've got friends of mine, I won't say the names of them because they'll be fine. <laughs> but then you can do it though, because before, yeah. we are now more productive than ever. So if you've got a job where you're more productive and you really only do two or three hours a day, yeah. well, the other time is when you can start doing your side hustle because your boss is not losing anything. Yeah. And they're, they're not, they shouldn't be paying for time, they should be paying for outcome. So that's the first thing. Control your own destiny. Make sure that you can start, you, you know, don't watch so much Netflix. I mean, do, do yeah, something, yeah. Or, or do, I don't really care if you what you love. You know, you start a fan page of your favorite Netflix show, whatever. Yeah. Your own goggle box of you watching Netflix. What, well, it would bloody work. This is the irony, it most probably would work now. Yeah. There are so many different things you can do, especially, I believe, and this is what I'm passionate about, especially if you have the desire to do it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, so one of the things that, that can annoy me occasionally is that people will say, but I want to do this business. Yeah. And then when you sit them down, you say, okay, cool, this is what you'll need to do. Yeah. They then go, oh yeah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. It's like, well, how is it that there's a, such a disconnect between the motivation part yeah. and then actually do it? I mean, this is the bit of, anyway, and also the last thing I suppose I should talk about is try not to go alone. Um, going alone Agree. doesn't always Agree. work. Yeah, always get someone you can join with. If you can, if you're lucky enough, get together a team of you, especially if it's a hobby and doing some other stuff because you can take time to doing things. We get together a team, of course. Use your flock because your flock is about our team dynamics. Yeah, yeah. It's worth looking into and worth the alignment thing. But certainly try not to do it alone because yeah. I think the, what's the saying? That you go... Go far if you go fast if you go alone. Go far you, if you do it with together. Something you, like that. Yeah. Oh my You're god. You're better at it. You're better You're, at saying. Um, if you want to go quick, go alone. Yeah. It? If you want to go far, go together. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. That's good. And if it isn't, we're gonna we'll TM that one. That'll be the new one. We can do a thing. Does that help? That is amazing, Dan. I just want to take a second to say this, which is when you talked about the different futures, right? There's negative ones. There's good ones. There's bad ones. And I truly believe that the passion and the positivity you're putting into the future is helping us get to the right one, okay? Aww. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And that advice has been amazing. And yeah, check, 
check that out, follow his journey. Um, thank you. No problem. If you can want to come find me, I'm on, oh, you just type in Dan Sodergren, so it's S-O-D-E-R-G-R-E-N, normally on LinkedIn. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, which is easy, just at Dan Sodergren. And also, please do have a look at, at Your Flock. Um, do it through Twitter and also yourflock.co.uk. And also Dan Sodergren, washing machines at AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank Dan you. Dan loves washing machines, <laughs> especially with AI. Thank you, everyone. Cheers.